G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You may be surprised to know just how big the world's largest Christian congregation is. The Yoido Full Gospel Church in South Korea is a part of the Assemblies of God and was founded by David Yongi Cho. On a typical Sunday... 200,000 people will attend one of seven services, along with as many as two or 300,000 watching on television monitors in adjoining buildings or at satellite branches. In fact, the total number of just this one church is upwards of 800,000 people. These days, the church is being led by Young Hoon Lee. And this past weekend, there was a significant milestone. The founder, David Yongi Cho, celebrated 60 years in ministry. There's been times of dramatic growth, and it hasn't been a 60 years without incident. In fact, he was indicted for allegedly causing financial losses and was sentenced to three years, although that sentence was suspended. Australian pastor Daniel Zelli is co-leader of Glory City Church in Brisbane and leader of Glory City Network and the CEO of World Hope Network. He was in Seoul for the celebration and actually met with Pastor Cho. Special welcome to 2020 to you, Daniel Zelli. Hello, Neil. How are you? Very well, thanks, Daniel. I tell you, uh, what a great privilege it was for you to be there in South Korea. What were for you the highlights of this whole celebration? Look, Neil, I think you can't get away from the amount of people and the number of people involved in the church. It's staggering. Uh, To be involved in one of their services is uh, something that is a lifetime experience, I would say. And just the way, I mean, they're obviously very used to it. They've got all their systems and processes and the way they move people in and out and do things and the way they've got their cell network set up. It's amazing. But it's still a uh, staggering event to, to go to church and, and be with so many people. An amazing milestone when a minister of the gospel celebrates a 60th anniversary. That's a long career in ministry. How active is Dr. Yongi Cho these days? Uh, Dr. Yonggi Cho definitely carries a lot of respect. He's no no longer the uh, senior pastor, but he, he spoke at most events. He's very active in the church, and uh, the people there, not just in the church, but across the world, they definitely respect him and hold him in high regard. So ministry-wise, he's still very, very active in um, the life of the church, greatly uh, uh, impacted by a couple of his messages that, that he spoke during this uh, during this time. Now, I can't go past uh, this scandal that I mentioned uh, in the introduction. Uh, He was, in fact, sentenced to a three-year prison term. That was suspended, so he never went to jail. 
but he was indicted for allegedly causing financial losses worth more than $12 million. Obviously, with such a celebration, uh, the people in church life uh, don't hold a particular grudge or anything here. Uh, he is these days is completely restored from that uh, from that issue, isn't he? He is. Uh, I think uh, one of the advantages that uh, Dr. Yongi Cho, uh, you know, did in his uh, ministry career is that he started what's called the Christian Growth uh, International. And, that, and I was part of the uh, invitee list to go with the board to the 60th uh, anniversary event. And the, in that uh, group of people, and these are ministers from all around the world of very sizable churches. Uh, you know, Phil Pringle was there, Margaret Court was there from Australia, but there's others from uh, the, uh, home brand names, you would say, in the Christian world were there. And what... Uh, uh, Dr. Yohi Cho has done over the 40 years is he's been very transparent, bringing all these group of people together where they don't have to um, carry their ministry uh, responsibilities uh, in public and they can be very open and transparent. So this whole board have walked with him for 40 years and not all of them been part of it for 40 years, but the board has been there for 40 years and they've walked through all these things and they are still very much committed to him and, and um, hold him in high regard. Interestingly, that even though uh, Dr. Yongi Cho established the world's largest church and at its peak, uh, more than a million members, uh, as I understand it, by reputation, he lives quite a simple life in a smallish church apartment and doesn't even own a car. Does that sort of humility shine through? Very much so. He, um, if you look at the uh, foundations of the church, was, this was the 60th anniversary of the starting of the church. The way he, they started was uh, he started with his mother-in-law, who was 40, was 40 years old at the time. He was 18 years old. And they, she sold her wedding ring to buy a tent in the slum areas. And they started the church under a tent with five people. And they've gone from that to what they are today. But with those sort of humble beginnings and the need to break through in faith along the journey, you don't get to a church of that size just by uh, you know, an easy-going street. It's a breakthrough of faith every single time. He, um, uh, he still carries very much that, that humble spirit. and uh, He's paid the price to get there, and I think that it shines through. It's, it's quite uh, encouraging to see a man of that age and that sort of reputation still operating in a very humble way. I remember a story from many years ago when you hear about a church like the Yoido Gospel Church. When they plant a church, they hive off a number of people from the church. And when I... When you have a church at that stage, which was a million strong, the idea of hiving off a 5,000 contingent membership for a new church uh, was a pretty amazing thing. Uh, they've been able to do that over the years. But do you think, though, Daniel, the church is continuing to grow? Oh, for sure. So the, uh, the current church is uh, 800, you know, 800 or 830,000 strong. And uh, he's only retired recently. But this is what he did when he retired. What people, many people don't realize is that he's also planted 43 other churches in the same city. 
out of that main church. And each one of those churches themselves have between twenty and 40,000 people. And so when he retired, he gave the 830,000-strong church to the current pastor, and he empowered the other 43 churches to operate more independently than they have done in the past. They're still all very much connected and like family, as you can imagine. But uh, he's released those churches. So uh, because of the influence, not only of the main church, but the 43 other churches, which are very significant churches in their own right, the influence in the city is dramatic. You, know, you look across the skyline of Seoul, and you'll see crosses and uh, church representations all over the place. It really is an amazing thing, considering that when they started, the, popul- the Christian population in Korea was marginal. The numbers are mind-boggling, aren't they? And uh, 43, I think you said, churches planted. Uh, The key to all of this growth, did you pick up uh, what the keys were? Because when we think of uh, Yongi Cho and that church, uh, the cell group system and the prayer movement are the two things that come to mind. Uh, What do you Mm -hmm. think has been the key to their growth? Well, Dr Yongi Cho spoke about it and he has consistently spoken about this over the years, but the first thing he would say, uh, you pray, and when you finish doing that, you pray some more, and after that, you pray some more. And he's very committed to prayer. Now, this is a cultural thing in the church. They are all committed to prayer. They know how to pray, and they believe in prayer. And so uh, one of the things that was mentioned at the, uh, at, at the conference that I was just at is that everybody on staff, doesn't matter if they're administrative or whether they're pastoral, Everybody on staff prays minimum three hours per day. They'll get up at four o'clock or whatever they need to do in order to do it. But they pray three hours a day. Yongi Cho himself prays five hours a day if he's not traveling. When travel's involved, it's a little bit harder. But five hours a day when he's home. Not only that, all the staff go to Prayer Mountain and pray and fast for three days a month. And I try to impress upon people, this is not like a law or, you know, you must. It's actually a cultural thing that's the life and blood of the church. So it's a natural response. And it's such a, a endearing thing to see. To see. I, I'd say that's one thing. Um, they also have a, a strong commitment to servanthood and humility. They, because of their humble beginnings and things, they, there is a culture of serving and wanting to serve in the hearts of the nations and serving other people. And, uh, you know, considering to what they've done and what uh, uh, some of us other ministers have done, they, they treated us like kings. You would have thought we were the ones that had the 830,000-strong church by the way they treated us. So you, ha- you have these cultural aspects of humility and prayer working together, which leads to the natural response, which is a faith response. We need God to move in this situation. Daniel, you mentioned you were invited to the gathering and uh, you personally got to meet with uh, Dr. Cho. Uh, You're co-leader of Glory City Church in Brisbane and leader of the Glory City Network and the CEO of the World Hope Network. You've got your own outreaches coming up in the near future. You're off to Vietnam. What's what's likely to be the case uh, in Vietnam when you visit there in December? Well, Neil, we've worked with Vietnam for quite some time, a number of years, and we've established very good relationships with the government and very good relationships with uh, the senior church leaders in that country. 
And so it just seems like this is the time, this is the right time to have a major outreach at the end of the year as a Christmas celebration for the Vietnamese people in Hanoi. The interesting thing about this is that Hanoi is very much a communist country and you wouldn't think, being a communist country, that they uh, would be supporting such an event. But the good news is that we do have the support of the government and we do have totally the support of many denominations. The main denominations and all of them in Hanoi are supporting this event. So it's very encouraging for us. We're going to go and uh, continue our work, which has been house building and medical work, and then finishing with a large meeting of uh, somewhere like they're talking numbers of 40,000 people. And we're believing to uh, bring all the churches together, to have the total support of the government to run this big of Christmas festival celebrating the birth of Christ. And from that, we're expecting to see 100 churches planted. Well, that's so exciting. And how do we tie together what's happening with ministry here in Australia, the Glory City Churches and uh, your outreach arms, uh, and what you've seen and experienced last weekend uh, with Dr. Yongi Cho and that 60-year milestone, uh, that anniversary, and seeing the work that's been happening there in the world's largest church, and what's going on in Vietnam? How are you right in the middle of all this, Daniel? Uh, what are you expecting to uh, to be able to establish there in Vietnam, perhaps by way of uh, cell group churches, uh, the prayer ministry style of thing? Uh, what What sort of ministry will you bring there? Well, all of those things, Neil, but I think one of the things that impacted me when I was in Korea is the ability to believe for more and have faith for more. You see, they had a prayer meeting on a Thursday, closed prayer meeting, not a public one, so only church people could come, had the opportunity to be a part of that prayer meeting. But they had to book the largest stadium in Seoul, Seoul Soccer Stadium, which seats 120,000 people which is only a quarter of their church. And they all gathered together and they prayed all day uh, together. So when you see that sort of event and you relate that back to an event of 40,000 in Vietnam, suddenly the 40,000, which formerly might have seemed like a big number, now seems like a small number. So your faith has increased. You can believe that uh, in the, just like uh, in, you know, in, in Korea where there wasn't many Christians when they started, who knows, as we're starting in Vietnam, who knows what the future might hold. One day we may see in Vietnam a church of 830,000. One day in Vietnam we might see stadiums filled with prayer meetings. You know, by being a part of it, you say, it's possible because I've seen it. It can happen. God has a wonderful way of changing the way we think about things and giving us a whole new context and uh, I'm thrilled to hear that you're taking that into a ministry path into the future. I just wanted to mention too that you're looking for people who'll pray for the event in Vietnam. You're also looking for some level of financial support and there's opportunity for people who are listening to our conversation today to even be a part of that outreach event in Vietnam coming up in December as part of the World Hope Network. So I'll point people to the website where listeners can connect with Pastor Daniel, worldhope.com. That's worldhope.com. 
And of course, uh, Daniel is CEO of World Hope Network. Pastor Daniel Zelli, thanks so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.